crazy how the other goats are trying to help. Yeah, right? Like this also, thing, like, this eagle deserves some props. He's hanging on. Yeah, those claws, man. Those are some... Yeah, it's they're dug in. Uh, since, since Gerald's the tribal chairman, people will give him, uh, like, eagles and stuff. Yeah. We can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink, clink. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to another Wandering Ways episode where we wander over here and wander over there. Yeah, another exciting week. How are you doing, my man? Uh, you know, it's just like great. I had the most incredible sunset tonight. And if you don't believe me, ask Jared, ask our, our pal everyday backpacker Kalman. It was just glorious that even those two guys posted on their social medias about it. It was fantastic. I, you know, you know, it's real when more than one person posts about it on social media. Because if it's not posted on social media, did it really happen? No, not once, not twice, but not thrice. Yeah. So that's how you know if it's posted multiple times. No, I saw the pictures. Um, it, it was a doozy of a sunset. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was a good sunset. It was one of those ones where, one, if you take a photo of it, you're not doing the justice of the sunset because, like, it was just that big. Um, and the way it spanned and the way it spanned to the mountains and the blue sky behind it. But it was one of those ones, like, if you saw a painting of it, you'd be like, no, never. The skies don't look like that. But, no, it's real. Yeah. It's called Montana. Yeah, you guys get good ones. You guys get good ones. I mean, I grew up with the ocean sunsets, man. That's Beautiful. A, that's, a different, uh, that's a different sunset. Um, but it is equally as as beautiful as any uh, ordinary any other sunset. Um, depending on your likes, uh, you would say it's better. You know, yeah. I, could be. I don't know. Maybe there's the desert sunsets. Those are nice. You know, everyone's got their own uh, cup of tea when it comes to sunsets. Yeah, no, those desert ones are beautiful, especially when you get that like purple that the red rock kind of makes, and then the reds, and just it's it. That is a special one. Um, that one sunrise, you know, not to not to get too far off topic, but that one sunrise we saw in Phoenix when we got delayed on our trip to Hawaii. That was a nice sunrise. That was beautiful. That was actually, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that one. I was uh, talking to someone. Um, we were talking about annoying people. And it, we started, we brought up the people that clap when the plane lands. <laughs> and I told someone, I was like, I've been on a plane where people clap on the takeoff because we were just so happy to leave Phoenix, you know, because it was all of us in the same plane at the beginning of this when we pulled out and then we, it, it didn't start. So then we pulled in and we got out then got in then got out. And then waited a whole nother day. And then when it finally got off the ground, that, like, that's when people are like, yeah. <laughs> right. I totally forgot about the clapping. But yeah, that is something that happened. And I was I was clapping. I know you were clapping. Oh, shit, dude. That moment when, like, or like finally, <laughs> they had to bring in another plane. <laughs> but shit. <laughs> well, and you know, you know, especially the, like, the the people uh on, on that plane right it's vacation for a lot of people but it's also some some hawaiian folk you know it's like we're coming home like we want to come home we we're just on a vacation like we're done yeah like yeah no i totally get it I, I that was a fun one grand canyon sunset we experienced that that was cold yeah that was a cold sunset i mean it snowed that night yeah and then uh, the other one I really liked was uh, the Badlands sunset on the same trip. That was that was a good sunset. Yeah, we had a lot of good sunsets that trip. Because mm -hmm. I mean, we saw a lot. You know, with those Grand Canyons to up in the Rockies too. Um, yeah, 
you know, the plains out there in the middle of nowhere, South Dakota and Wyoming. So beautiful. I need to experience them all. I mean, it's something that, that people, I mean, I don't like, it, it was weird when I was driving home tonight, I was looking and like, it's like, people don't really like, I know people were probably in their cars like, wow, that's pretty. But like, in reality, we don't stop and look around as much as we should, especially, especially those in cities, right? You know, you're got the concrete jungle of New York, for example, right? Like, you might not see those beautiful skies if you're in in an area that isn't as, you know, open sky. But no, you're here. right. You're right. Um, it is very, very rare, you know, for, well, I don't know. Everybody stops in my hometown to see the elk, even though the elk are everywhere. So, I mean, people stop. It's oh, only I mean, if they see critters. No, I don't know many people that are stopping for the sunsets. Right. And almost like they, like, I, I, I don't know. I like looking at them and I, I don't want, I don't like taking them for granted. Um, you know, I, there was, oh my God, I was down in New Orleans. There was some beautiful beautiful sunsets down there um but yeah and then sunrises like out here in montana in the early morning on especially on these cool fall days you get and even the winter days you get some nice just primo sunrises yeah are you still going to new orleans in like february i am uh tyler's 21st birthday uh you know it this is just funny because he's like a saints fan um, he's never been to New Orleans before in his life, um, but his 20, and he's always, like, since he was one, two, they would have Mardi Gras birthdays for him. His birthday falls on Fat Tuesday. Oh, nice. His 21st birthday, so. Nice. He's, uh, he, and uh, he rented an Airbnb two blocks from Bourbon, so. Oof. But I'll try and do some Wandering Way stuff and get out to the bayou in the swamp. There you go. Wandering Ways is going to be uh, down there in uh, New Orleans. you. So if you're in New Orleans or New Orleans, make sure to hit up the Wandering Ways team because half of us will be down there. <laughs> well, 45% of us. 45%. I'll give Matt 10%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay i i'll buy off on that <laughs> okay because he you know he contributes yeah he, hands out stickers. he he does hand out stickers he probably hands out more than we do i hand out a ton because people come up to the ruguru and speaking of the ruguru we have some questions for you today we do have questions. We have, I mean, that's for the episode we are going to do uh, one we've done before and we hope to do more, but we're going to do nice little Q&A sections. You guys ask the questions, we come up with the answers. Yeah, no, I, li I like these episodes because, you know, people are genuinely curious about some of the things that we do, some of the experiences we've had um because maybe you guys can relate or you want to learn from them because i think every everything you learn from anybody's story you can learn from them you know what went wrong what you could improve and everything you know so like ask away yeah the only thing i can't really do or answer is those algebra questions don't send me algebra questions i'm not going <laughs> to be able to answer them um, i'm decent at math but i'm not that good at math so you're more you're more of like like let's let's get some bigfoot questions your way you know more <laughs> your cup of tea heck let's throw some exercise questions in there how many jump some today? bigfoot socks today oh what bigfoot, yeah they were like bigfoot uh i think they were bigfoot holiday socks actually oh there you go yeah so he's out there <laughs> he's out there <laughs> exactly exactly um no but anyways we got questions today uh so we've picked out a few we'll yeah. see how many we get into today uh we have a few lined up hopefully we'll get to all of them if we don't we'll save them for next time uh but please make sure you keep coming in sending in those questions um i believe we're gonna open up one from the instagram 
from your Instagram there. Uh, go ahead and shoot it away there, Zach. Yeah, no, I want to give a shout out to the Jeep crew, the Jeep renegaders out there who on Instagram follow and listen to the podcast here because this question comes from Bandit, the renegade up there in Alaska. And he goes, what is the furthest you've traveled away from home? Well, for me personally, it's the kingdom of Hawaii. Um, specifically, I would like to say the southernmost point in the U.S., um that was that was a great experience to have um to be on some native land uh and kind of have a reverence and respect for it while we were there um again i brought up i had this conversation with jared because i got the question i was sitting next to him at lunch today and i told him about it and i said i still get those feelings when we were down there those eerie feelings of like you know we came down here we took a little dirt road took some pictures um and the native fishermen were just sitting there fishing and like they probably have for thousands and thousands of years, you know, because the kingdom of Hawaii has been there for thousands and thousands of years. And I feel like, you know, it was kind of like almost disrespectful. Um, I'm glad I went there. Don't get me wrong, but I, I feel like we need to give back to the native people there because that, that to them, that's their homeland, they're fishing, that's their way of life. So how can we help support that? And, and that's that's my takeaway from my furthest travel from home. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a decent that's a decent distance away from home, especially when your home is uh, Montana. That adds a little bit to it. Uh, for me, farthest I've been is Europe. Um, you know, I have been to Europe uh, twice actually. Um, once when I was like in middle school, I did one of those like school. Trips. Oh. They go and you do the tour bus whole deal. Oh. Um, and then I did it again with some friends not too long ago. I was trying to figure out how many, I think it was like three years ago now. Um, can't believe it's been three years. And that was a blast. Um, that one was a lot, that one was a lot more fun than the historical tours, all that, which was fun. Don't get me wrong. And I was young. I loved it. This one, when you're in your mid twenties and you're going to all the fun stuff, got to see Vince. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that mine, mine's Europe. I think if I had to be specific, um, you know, the first time I went, we did like an Eastern, more Eastern Europe. We were like Czech Republic, Austria. Um, we were in Eastern Germany. Went to Berlin, Munich. We were in. I'm trying to think of all the play, all the countries. I'd have to look at a map and point them out. But uh, we were in Hungary. Uh, I think Hungary might be it because we went to Budapest. Budapest was actually really cool from what I remember. Well, we need to basically repeat that trip because I I want to I want to go to those places too. So yeah, Vienna was really cool in Austria. They have this huge garden. I remember that um, pretty vividly. Um, Walking through the garden was cool. Um, if I were to go to Europe again, uh, I would. I, I would. I don't know where I'd go. <laughs> uh, maybe like maybe Scotland, more northern Europe, Scotland, uh, Norway, Sweden. I know those aren't the most, but those would be a lot of fun. Iceland is obviously on the list. Uh, England would be cool. So. I want to do them all uh, specifically. I want to go down to like Italy and Greece, that area too. That would be a lot of fun to go down there too. Fun, yeah. uh, that would be, that would be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Europe, Europe is, is the farthest I've, I've been away from home. Well, cool. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of upset. I didn't go with you on that trip. Uh, it didn't work out for me that year. I wish I would have, <laughs> but Onto next adventures, you know, you can't, you can't dwell on the past. You got to look onto the future, you know, just like we got to look onto this next question and bringing it back to the great kingdom of Hawaii. You know, we got a question here on the wandering ways email and you guys can always email in at wandering ways podcast at gmail.com. W A N D E R I N G W A Y S P O D C A S T at g-m-a-i-l dot c-o-m that's wandering ways podcast at gmail.com and today's email comes in from kimberly and kimberly asks 
can we do the big island of Hawaii in a day? Um, we, we'd be flying from Honolulu to Hilo, rent a car, drive to the four national park sites in December. Um, my short answer is no. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, you, you can't. Um, the big island is bigger than you think. Yeah, like I want to say from we when we flew into Kona, getting down to Hawaii Volcanoes. That was, that was a couple hours. Yeah, like, but was it like 100 miles or was it 100 miles to Hilo that way? No, I think it was, a, it was like 100 miles to the uh, tip there. Yeah. Hawaii Volcanoes. And that's a lot. That's a lot, especially when you're going 55, 35 in some areas, because there's a lot, like, the thing about Hawaii and the houses in Hawaii is wherever there's roads, there's a lot of land, there's land people own, um, except really for the big island, I feel like when you're going across from Hilo uh, to Kona, there's a little more probably uh, state-owned land or federal-owned land, um, but you're not going fast. The roads are windy. You're, going, you're on an island. Um, yeah. It's a really cool island, and you're, you're doing yourself a disservice by not spending more time there because I even think looking at what we did in Hawaii it was good for what we wanted to do at that time but if I were to go back to the big island I think I would dedicate a full trip to the big island I think so too um I agree I would devote a lot more time to the big island um, not that I didn't think we cut our sh trip short or like I wanted more on it. Cause I think, again, like you said, I think we did a lot of good things, um, on our trip, but yeah, I would devote more time. Like going back to the question, if you, let's say you could theoretically get around the whole Island in a day, right. To hit the four parks or all the parks and see light, you're not seeing a whole lot in these. It's, you know, you probably are maybe just getting your picture taken at the entrance sign and then you're out. You know, you're not seeing the craters. You're not seeing any beaches. You're not seeing any anything really. You're not getting out of the car to hike. So I don't, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be fun to try and do all, all the parks um, no. in a day on that island. Just because it is big and two, you're not going to see a whole lot. Well, and I think you got to dedicate at least, at least a full day to Hawaii Volcanoes. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it in the breakdown. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, know, you can do a shorter trip and get a good vibe <laughs> out of it. Um, but you know, I think you really want to do at least a full day, um, get two really solid hikes in. Cause I mean, you can go down by the ocean on that lava rock, which was really cool to go to the petroglyphs, um, walking out to it's really cool. And then you want to go into the more jungly parts too, near the lava tube, you know, that it wouldn't be much, much fun without that. So I think if I went back to the Big Island itself, I would want to spend time on the north side just because I didn't go up there at all. Um, I think I would want to spend, I think I would almost too want to make one of my bases Hilo because I really, I really liked Hilo as the place it was, as the town it was. Um, I liked, uh, and, I, and then I would want to go snorkeling over by Kona because there's, more opportunities over there and i really really am interested in seeing a manta ray yeah uh if i were to go back um i would make kona my actual home base um, because i would want to go up to the north side of the island there's supposedly like a top five beach in the world on the north end of the island um, and then, yeah, scuba diving, I want to hit more towards the Kona side. Um, and then all the coffee plantations, I would want to check out as many of those as I can. I, can, yeah, I want to get my caffeine fixed for a year in my trip. So, 
I, 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 I don't blame you. I, I just, I, the thing I really liked about Hilo was that it felt like a foreign city to me in a way. Oh yeah. But it wasn't quite a city. It was more of like a large township. Hilo is really cool. I, I, I like that town a lot. Speaking of Hawaii, I still got some some chocolate. I ate all mine because it melted because it was 115 degrees in Oregon when I got off the plane. Yeah, I mean, this is the 90% dark chocolate. This is that stuff where really only a bite. You know, you can only like just a just a little itty bitty bite and you're like good for the like week. <laughs> as, you're, as you're opening it up to take a bite, huh? Just a little bit, see? <laughs> Literally, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. And um, that will probably honestly be it for the week. Right? <laughs> um, so, so I got another question from the Wandering Ways email. And it is from Denise. And she says, what national parks are a must-see in Washington State? I can't do all of them. I have three and a half days. Please tell me the reason you've picked them. Thank you in advance. Um, if, I'm, if I'm being completely honest, you only get to pick one park. Um, I, would, I would pick Olympic. And the main reason I would, not just because it is such a cool park, but because you can get so many different experiences in one park. If you wanted to get up into the mountains, now it's not going to be the Cascades of a Rainier or North Cascades, but you're in mountains with going to Hurricane Ridge. You're going to get the real thick kind of forest with the whole rainforest. And then you can go out and hit the coastline. So you can get so much. You can go to Soul Duck and get some hot springs. So there's really just so much that you can see that's all in one park. So that's why I would recommend uh, Olympic out of those parks where you have North Cascades and Mount Rainier. Amazing. If you're going to go backcountry, I'd maybe go North Cascades because you're in the mountains. But again, those are both mountain parks, whereas this one's like a kind of a everything in the reality of it. Yeah, and and the only reason I would say go to, like, I would say North Cascades is the one and one only you could do by itself um, with that amount of time. And I would say if, if you're going backcountry, that, that would be worth it to do that time. I agree with the Olympic if, for the variety of things in Washington, kind of must see, check it out. You get a lot. Um, if you do have time and you're like, oh, I only want to spend two days there, but I want to hit like a Rainier, I think that is possible. I think you dedicate the one day to a Rainier um, because I think the magnificence of Rainier is you, if you're, if you're, if you're doing kind of just like, you're not doing the hiking aspect of it, you can get that in one day there. Um, kind of like Matt, Matt Buddy did. And when we talk on the trio episode. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Um, you really could. You could maybe do like two days of Cascade and then one of Rainier uh, if you really cut it short on time. Um, that way you get a little bit, uh, a little bit more um, stuff. Um, but yeah, I maybe I'm a little biased towards Olympic or something, but <laughs> uh, I like Olympic too. I I'm not. I, I mean, and if, if that's like you're only picking one, I think that's the one. Because two, if you're coming, my, my assumption is people are flying into Seattle for this yeah. or making Seattle the head base. And you could ferry over. And the ferry ride is an experience all on its own. <laughs> that, that is true. The ferry <laughs> is an experience. Um, it is an experience. Uh, for me, I got some questions sent in. Um, this one comes from, this kind of goes along making trips. So this one comes from Liam. He says he's working on a week-long trip in July, and he just does not know 
where to go. He had, he listed a bunch of different places. He's got, do I go check out all the parks in Washington? Do I spend my time in the Tetons? Do I go to like Colorado? Do I go to Glacier National Park? Do I go to Acadia or do I do the Utah Five? And all great options. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they are. We've done quite a few of them ourselves. Um, I'm, I'm, my thing is, is when I am planning these trips, I like to look at things like where haven't I been before? What kind of experiences am I trying to get? What time of year it is? Uh, all that. Cause like I, I've really wanted to go down to the Southwest so that I can do, uh, the slot canyons, Antelope Canyon and stuff like that but they're run through the Navajo uh, and the Navajo had really bad COVID experience. And so a lot of their stuff has been closed and that's part of our, like, you know, I want to do that. So it's like, I might push that off uh, a year or two and, and then prioritize something. Um, all great places you can spend a weekend too. Um, a whole week. He, he's Liam's got a whole week here in july um which i think that adds an interesting you know because if you're going to be south more it's going to be hot as hell um you know you're going to get utah's going to be hot you know you could do the utah five and have a very very uh, enjoyable trip in a whole week seeing all of them um i think we break down that cluster in one of our episodes so liam check out that cluster um you know the washington parks we just talked about doing it in three days um you know you can do if you really stretched out for a whole week you could see quite a bit of washington uh even if you didn't want to hit just the national parks you could check out a mount adams or mount st helens um in that area too so like that's not a horrible option to go either uh well, you know like to be fair, Glacier's on there. I would love to spend a whole week in Glacier. <laughs> so, my question to you, and this is just because it's I know I know how much you love Glacier and, and how easy it is for us to get up there. Um, my question for you is, are you wanting to do Glacier in like like a, if you did a week trip like that, are you doing it like we're hiking the east side today, the west side tomorrow, this, that, that. Or are you wanting to do like one of those ones where you're in the back country for, for those seven days, doing like a long one up there? Oh, that that's a good question. You know, a week long um, kind of trip going to Glacier, all back country would be kind of a lot. I think for backcountry, you know, that means you're spending four nights out. That means you have to carry four nights worth of food. Um, so I think that is a, a lot. You know, I think if I did it, I maybe would do, you know, two nights of backcountry, three days, and then, you know, maybe a base camp somewhere to hike, um, the hike more of like the Highline Trail to check out the Logan's Pass, um, to check out the more touristy stuff um, type deal. Yeah. Um, but also, it wouldn't be a bad idea to make like have two different campsites uh, for the week, one on the east side and one on the west side. And you do half your week there on like, say, the west side, you do bunch of hikes check out everything there then hop over the east side and do as many hikes as you can there um either <clears throat> and i think i think when it when we look at like the tetons right kind of the same thing right if you're doing the hikes you can spend a good chunk of time in the tetons doing some backcountry as well as yellowstone i think you can you can do both in that area um in that timeline and if you're, you know, both, I would give both a week. I think they're both deserving of that. Um, you could spend a week in each park, I think, in both Teton and Yellowstone, but most people like to clump them together because might as well. Yeah, no, totally. There is a lot of cool shit in all of those parks to check out. Mm -hmm.
know what that means. Time for another commercial break where we get to tell you to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Whether you're getting that podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, WhatsApp, whatever podcast app you use, you can make it happen. And don't forget, this is also the time to let uh, let you guys know that you can pick up that Wandering Ways swag at the Teespring. Make sure to check it out. The link is in the bio down below or in the episode description. It's even in the show description, too, if you can't find it in the episode. But you can go on there. You can get your sweatshirts. You can get your uh, shirts. You can get long sleeves, short sleeves. You can even get some socks. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, highly recommend. You will be impressing everybody at your next bonfire with some wandering ways swag you know and if that's not enough we're going to tell you to follow us individually on our social medias you could check me out at the ruguru or zach of wandering ways you know check out the adventure firsthand where there might not be any ads exactly and who doesn't like some good free pub i need the followers followers to go up so i'm going to throw out reverend marcus check me out on the twitter on the instagram um i do some cool stuff so please give me the follow all right we also do not cool stuff yeah but anyways uh let's keep wandering on and speaking of cool shit it's time for some cool shit in nature. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, this week, I'm not going to lie, is actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, you were telling me before the show, you were re-watching it because it was that cool. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things you're like, you're watching it and you're like, this is kind of crazy. So uh, for anybody that's just listening today... What it is, is it's a mountain goat that's going to try and get rid of this eagle that has clawed on its back. And it has quite the interesting strategy. It basically is just falling down. It's crazy how the other goats are trying to help. Yeah, right? This also, thing like this eagle deserves some props. He's hanging on. Yeah, those claws, man. Those are some... Yeah, it's they're dug in. Uh, since, since Gerald's the tribal chairman, people will give him uh, like eagles and stuff. Yeah. So like there was a roadkill eagle, and we have one in in the freezer because he, as a chairman, he has like rights to like own and possess these things. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so we have a, a bald eagle in the freezer, but yeah, those claws. Are oh, I, I bet. They're nuts. And it's great all the way down the bottom. This thing probably falls 200, 300 feet. Oh, I know. He's just like literally tumbling down. And the thing holds on the entire time? Yeah. All the way until the end. And then it's it's kind of it's kind of a crazy little video. I'm not gonna lie. Golden eagles are impressive birds, though. Uh we get them out here in Montana. And uh I think I've told the story of the uh, out hunting uh in 2020. Um, when we saw a bald eagle and gold eagle land on a fence together. And so, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the one thing that shouldn't go unnoted here is that is a huge eagle. It's as big as the goats. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy that that eagle thought it could kind of take on the goat like that, you know? Oh, I agree. It's, you know, and that's, I, I really, I want to get you and Matt out to where I go hunting. Uh, because it's some very remote land yeah and, and just the wildlife in general that you see is phenomenal you know the eagles the hawks the owls the the rabbits the gophers the deer the elk right and it's just just like that man just like coming across an eagle like soaring hanging out being a big bird this is cool no, I, I mean, eagles are super cool. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to see a lot of bald eagles, um, especially up in Alaska. There's yeah. a lot of bald eagles up in Alaska. It's always funny when the tide would go out in Alaska. Uh, you, you know, it gets really, really shallow. And so you'll see a dead fish or something like and a ton of seagulls, just a ton of them. And then a bald eagle comes and like the seagulls just all 
out of there like nobody's business and so you'll just see like shoot like 30 of these seagulls just out of there like crazy <laughs> oh it's nuts it's there we've seen one like attack a hawk because it's just like no get out of my area this is yeah. my patch of grass it's crazy they're they're it's it they're also an interesting animal because of the reverence they hold right the power they hold uh, the significance, especially in tribal uh, stories and, and medicine and wisdom, you know, the eagle dance, the eagle, what it signifies in the belief. And um, even in American culture, why, why is it? I was going to say, even America. <laughs> exactly. These things are powerful. Um, if you want to get a little crazy, you know, there are people, those beliefs of like the aliens and the flying and how we're connected to birds and birds being back from the dinosaur time, you know, there's all that crazy it can even get crazier and there's a whole group of people that say birds aren't real they're just government surveillance cameras no those are just pigeons no no they're all birds oh well, all birds when i was in new york i i wanted to start a petition that that they are state bird or at least the city of new york birds should be pigeons Honestly, it wouldn't be that. It should, because there is a ton of them. Exactly. Um, but anyways, going back to the good old questions, uh, this one comes, this one's another question about possible trips. Uh, this one comes from Jamie. Jamie is planning a trip in winter, specifically December. Uh, now, I know this is coming out in December, so hopefully... You hear this in time to make your trip, but this could be useful for anybody that is um, planning a winter trip of the sorts. She was asking uh, our thought, what is the accessibility and thoughts of getting a Yosemite or a Sequoia National Park in? Um, now, I have done this trip kind of in May. <laughs> so um, that should be noted in this. But what's interesting about, um, about it is there was still a lot of snow actually in the area of Yosemite, of uh, Sequoia and all of that because uh, I ended up moving my trip around, not going to Sequoia because of the snow and because my tires were bald. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about on our 12 parks, 12 days, um, that trip on my tires. We've talked about that. So the Sequoia skip out was before meeting up with Zach, which so. Another thousand miles before meeting up with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I ended up doing a lot, a lot of parks on that trip because I ended up doing yeah, you know, I did a Yosemite. I did a, a I did Joshua Tree in Yosemite. I had a little bit of a snafu in the middle. Um, ran into some issues, uh, but that's another day and another time. But that's on the twelve parks in twelve days. So go check that out if you want to hear that that issue Mark had. Yeah, but um, again, May snow. You're gonna probably need some snow tires, or you're gonna need some sort of vehicle that can handle the snow if you go to either Yosemite or um, Sequoia, because you do get some snow. Um, now, highly recommend it. We were talking about uh, winter parks uh, the other day, and, you know, Sequoia was up there in our choices because it would be crazy to be in with all the snow and the giant trees. Um, and then I don't think you can go wrong with Yosemite. Winter is probably actually the best time to go to Yosemite, less people. So honestly, yeah. Uh, um, so either one of those parks in December, I think it's very plausible, especially if the snow hasn't hit yet. So it could be, could be actually ideal uh, time to go. No, and, and just winter in general, I think in those two, there, there are opportunities. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. Um, I just, haven't had the time and i want to um you know and that's what, thanks to your guys' help listening to this podcast one of these days we'll get there in the winter or the spring or the summer or the fall probably yeah. not the fall but probably not the fall he says because he works in the fall that's typically my busiest time no. but 
you know, hopefully to get there. Maybe we'll do a cluster of Yosemite, Sequoia, Death Valley, and Joshua Tree. And Kings Canyon, right? Isn't that up there too? Kings Canyon is Sequoia. They're, um, they're the same. Oh, same, same? Yeah, same, same, but different. Um, yeah, but no, great question, uh, Jamie. I uh, got another question here. Uh, this one is a more of a would you rather uh, kind of question. Uh, this one comes from Ben. Uh, ben asks, you got to pick which one would you rather go to? Banff National Park up in Canada, or would you rather go to North Cascades National Park in the state of Washington? And this one, this one irks me because I want to go to both real bad. <laughs> uh, right now, if it was today, I'm going to say North Cascades because traveling abroad to Canada is iffy, especially with COVID. Um, so there could be some issues there. Um, but Banff is beautiful and I'm here in Montana, so it's not too far of a trip to go. Um, ah, you know, I, I, either or really it's, it's oh, no fun. It's either or I'm okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel like both parks, I would do the same thing in. I would want to do a backcountry in the North Cascades, and I would do want to do backcountry, back I think, up in Banff. Because, um, yeah, the, I feel like when you go to Banff, it's it's the same sites that, like, if you're just go visiting, it's the same views of those lakes. So to really get on some trails. Um, and I feel like both would have, you know, you're both, they're both similar in the aspect that you're going to get those alpine lakes. And it's really, do you want to go to Canada or do you want to go to Washington? Uh, yeah, I think that's actually a fair, um, fair breakdown of it. You know, I haven't been to North Cascades. So if I had to pick, I'd pick North Cascades just because I haven't been there. Um, but I would go back to Banff in a heartbeat. Um, I would go back to Banff. I would go to Jasper, um, which is just north of Banff. Um, I would spend all my time there. Um, it would be really cool. I think they are do both have the Alpine lakes um, way up high. I know the water is absolutely stunning in uh, Banff and Jasper. Uh, Jasper's got glaciers, which is really cool. Um, so, you know, that in itself would be worth uh, going up to the Banff area. North Cascades want to go back country, uh, trying to make that happen sooner rather than later. So, you know, I, that's why I'm picking uh, North Cascades. Um, so, you know, Ben, I'm going to say North Cascades. So uh, that's, that's just kind of how I'm going to pick it. But I'm going to be real with you, just based on conversation with you, that looks like kind of one of our front runners for the 2021 uh, activity is like a North Cascade. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoiler alert. Gosh, this guy, spoiler. Well, nothing is, uh, well, nothing said in stone, so <laughs> it's not like it's a true spoiler, but, you know. I said it was a front runner for, for, yeah. um, Play close to the hands here. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta put in for it. That's the thing, right, is we gotta put in the backcountry permit, and if we don't get it, um, I think there's a few other places we were going to try. Like I threw out the wave as an option because that's one I've always wanted to go to down there in Arizona. Um, yeah, we are currently planning out our 2022 um, adventure. Um, if you want to join us, hit us up. Uh, so uh, open invite to anybody that has uh, made it to this point in the podcast. You just got to say, hey, where are we going? And yeah. We'll let you know. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, Mark, where are we going? That's exactly. You know, uh, so anyways, um, we have one more kind of question here. Uh, it's a simple one. You know, it's this one we got because we have spent a lot of time in Glacier. So uh, this one makes sense why we got this one. This one is in a, a stretch of places we haven't been. This one is Glacier specific. This one comes from Patty. Uh, Patty is asking, is the Going to Sun Road going to be open in June? Maybe. 
<laughs> right? Um, what when part it, of June? Yeah, early June, probably not. Yeah, what part of June? They they try and have it open by Memorial Day. They try. Yeah. Um, last year was successful because there wasn't a lot of snow. Um, who knows? Yeah, no, it, it's dead on. Who knows? <laughs> keep an eye on the weather. Keep an eye on the like road closures in Glacier National Park. Yeah, it's going to be one of those where you don't know until you know. <laughs> so, because I think uh, some years it's opened up on like July fourth. Yeah, I think so too. I know that they opened it late in 2020, but you know that was such a weird year that there was just a lot going on. So, but they'll even have construction on it at some points too. That'll close it during. Yeah. Season. So. You know, it, it is a tough one to tell you if it will. I can't give you a 100% answer on that because there are a lot of variables. Um, you know, you can go the pessimistic route here and just go like climate change is a thing and there's just not going to be any snow. So it will be open. Um, but even then, you know, it could be could be a doozy of a year who knows also maybe the the bulldozers and the snow plows bust when they're up there and it delays things so it could you know and it's montana you've been here in june it's snowed in june you know it's, it's totally possible 100 percent. i mean when were we we were in yellowstone in june on the 12 days 12 parks trip and it snowed on us right so that trip snowed on us in grand canyon in may or june end of may early june so it's like is it gonna be open i sure hope so for you patty um but can i tell you no i i can't tell you if it's gonna be open it's <laughs> like even some years they'll close it late august so Really, your window is mid-July to mid-August. That, that, that road is most likely going to be open. Yep. Yep. Nope. 100%. Um, that brings us. I'm out of questions. I don't know. Did you, did you go through all your questions? Uh, you know, on the Instagram, we got a few more, more specifically to the Jeep. Oh. But someone, someone asked, when are we going down to Moab? When are we going down to Moab? Hopefully soon. Uh, Moab is cool. I love Moab. I said when Matt Buddy wants to take his truck down there and take it on some of those. <laughs> off of um, so, Matt, yeah, but you're listening, which we know you're not. Yeah, I uh, know, but you know, hopefully we'll be in Moab soon. Um, we can say hi and do some. We can do some wandering. Um, but yeah, we're that's it for the Q and A today, which leads us to. It's actually not bad. It's pretty good timing. Luckily, we got through all of our questions, but it is time for the final words. So, final words, my guy. You know, I just want to thank each and every one of you. Um, you know, the Rougarou Instagram, my Jeep Renegade, looking for Bigfoot. It's blowing up. We've gotten, in the last two weeks, we got 100 followers a week, and you guys wandering with us, we just can't. I, I can't express the gratitude and thanks because it's crazy i didn't i didn't think we'd get here um you know i was just taking pictures of my car because i thought it was fun um just like we're telling stories here about our trips because we think it's fun um and we want to go on more trips because we think it's fun and we want to answer your questions because we think it's fun so uh thanks for having fun with us um i really do appreciate you guys um keep wandering on I love it. I love it. Uh, Reverend's final words of wisdom. Say beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate and thank and think you guys are all wonderful. Thank you all to the questions. Uh, hopefully they were good answers for you. Please keep sending in those questions. We love them. They're fun. Um, again, no algebra questions, so I'm not having much help in that department. Um, you know, something I thought that was interesting you know, I, uh, most of the time I have my hydro flask that I drink uh, water out of the other day. 
I did not have it and I was quite parched. So I went and I was like, I got to get myself a bottle of water. And I saw a good old tin. Got myself a tin water bottle. Is that path? Is that the path water? It is path. That's the one Yellowstone one I showed you. So uh, I saw it and I was like, you know what? I like seeing these reusable kind of bottles. Uh, I like seeing water that's not in plastic. Uh, that's what I was mainly happy to see. There were a few other options other than like path. There was a couple other, which is awesome to see. There were, they're becoming more of an option outside the plastic. Um, you know, plastic's bad for the environment. Plastic's also bad for you. That's a different kind of uh, conversation. Um, but anyways, if you do have to go bottle water, try and find something that you can use more than once. I've had this for a few days now. Um, I'm just using it because I want to reuse it to make it worthwhile using it and to do my part, not keep polluting, using plastics, all that fun stuff. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.